to the podcast, Move Forth with Grace. We will be reading the whole Bible in the year of 2024. This is such a perfect way to get into God's Word each day and to develop your own relationship with God our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am your host, Angela, and want to first of all say that I am not an expert in theology or church history or a minister, and I never will claim to be. I am a wife and mother who has been reborn and want to be of service to God in gratitude for calling me back home. Welcome to the podcast. The Bible that I will be reading from is the One Year Bible. It is a New Living Translation, and you can find one at www.tendale.com. This episode is brought to you by the Move Forth brand. It encompasses freedom, health, and God's grace. We are created in God's image perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully. There is nothing that we need to do to earn his grace. He simply gives it to us. I am certified in health and life coaching, but no longer practice. However, I have health tips and resources, products that I love and use, homeschool tips, and merchandise available for you on my website, and that is www.move-forth.com. One of my favorite products on my website that I use each day are stem cell activation patches. Stem cell therapy can be very costly and can produce results that are short-lived, which is why these patches are so brilliant and they are not considered to be stem cell therapy. They actually activate our own body's production of stem cells and support our health and well-being, all while optimizing our immune system. You can check those out on my website as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for becoming less like you and more like Jesus. May you move forth with grace today. All right. Today we're going to be reading Genesis 26, 17 through 27, or yes. Okay. Let me, let me start over. Real quick, we're going to be reading Genesis 26, 17 through 27, and then 46, and then we're going to be reading Matthew 9, 1 through 17, Psalms 10, 16 through 18, and Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. So I don't even know if I said that right, y'all. Goodness gracious, I am my brain today. And you know what? I'm just going to be totally honest with you. I usually record one time through. So if I have mistakes, um, which absolutely I do, like pronouncing uh, names and uh, countries, I, you know, I'm not fluent in this language and all the, and I'm not familiar with what everything sounds like and how it was translated. So I just appreciate your patience with that. Absolutely. Um, But Y'all, just sometimes my brain just doesn't work. Goodness gracious. I think you know the feeling. Okay, so let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get started. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for everyone who's here joining in right now and listening to your word, and maybe even following, following along as well. Just thank you for this time together. I thank you for being our guide and our teacher and our shepherd and our provider and protector, Father. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to save us all. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Genesis 26, 17 through 27, 46. That's what I wanted to say. Okay. So Isaac moved away to the Gerar Valley where he set up their tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds from Gerar came and claimed the spring. This is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. 
So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well, but again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time, there was no dispute over it, so Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space, for he said, at last, the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. I am the God of your father Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you, and I will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. One day, King Abimelech came from Gerar with his advisor, Ahusaph, and also Phicol, his army commander. Why have you come here? Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, we can plainly see that the Lord is with you. So we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us, just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well, and we sent you away from us in peace. And now you look how the Lord has and now look how the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. We've found water, they exclaimed. So Isaac named the well Sheba, which means oath. And to this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means well of the oath. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Beri, and Besamath, the daughter of Elan. But Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. One day when Isaac was old and turning blind, he called Esau, his older son, and said, My son, yes, father, Esau replied, I am an old man now, Isaac said, and I don't know when I may die. Take your bow and a quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat. Then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you, my firstborn son, before I die. But Rebekah overheard what Isaac had said to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt for the wild game, she said to her son Jacob, Listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal. Then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now, my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. Then take the food to your father so he can eat it and bless you before he dies. But look, Jacob replied to Rebekah, my brother Esau is a hairy man and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. But his mother replied, then let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you. Go out and get the goats for me. So Jacob went out and got the young goats for his mother. Rebekah took them and prepared a delicious meal just the way Isaac liked it, which were there in the house and gave them to her younger son, Jacob. She covered his arms and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of the young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including freshly baked bread. 
So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said. Yes, my son, Isaac answered. Who are you, Esau or Jacob? Jacob replied, it's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here is the wild game. Now sit up and eat so you can give me your blessing. Isaac asked, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God put it in my path, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you really are Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father and Isaac touched him. The voice of Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy just like Esau's. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau, he asked. Yes, I am, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said, now my son, bring me the wild game. Let me eat it and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him, and when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was finally convinced, and he blessed his son. He said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. From the dew of heaven and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest of grain and bountiful new wine. May many nations become your servants, and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed, and all who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. Esau prepared a delicious meal and brought it to his father. Then he said, Sit up, my father, and eat my wild game, so you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, who are you? Esau replied, it's your son, your firstborn Esau. Isaac began to tremble uncontrollably and said, then who just served me wild game? I have already eaten it, and I blessed him just before you came. And yes, that blessing must stand. When Esau heard his father's words, he let out a loud and bitter cry. Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. But Isaac said, your brother was here, and he tricked me. He has taken away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, No wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First he took my right as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? Isaac said to Esau, I have made Jacob your master, and have declared that all his brothers will be his servants. I have guaranteed him in a, an abundance of grain and wine what is left for me to give you, my son. Esau pleaded, but do you have only one blessing? Oh, my father, bless me too. Then Esau broke down and wept. Finally, his father Isaac said to him, You will live away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of the heaven above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme. I will soon be mourning my father's death, then I will kill my brother Jacob. But Rebekah heard about Esau's plans, so she sent for Jacob and told him, Listen, Esau is consoling himself by plotting to kill you, so listen carefully, my son. Get ready and flee to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay there with him until your brother cools off. When he calms down and forgets what you have done to him, I will send for you to come back. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm sick and tired of these local Hittite women. I would rather die than see Jacob marry one of them. Matthew 9, 1-17 
Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his own town. Some people brought to him paralyzed, a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, That's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, Why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up and went home. Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen, as they praised God for giving humans such authority. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, Now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wine skins so that both are preserved. Psalm 10, 16 through 18. The Lord is king forever and ever. The godless nations will vanish from the land. Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will hear their cries and comfort them. You will bring justice to the orphans and the oppressed. So mere people can no longer terrify them. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. And that concludes our readings for today. So let's see. All right. We started with the wells and what, what's the big deal with, you know, arguing over the wells? Well, in the uh, One Year Bible Companion, um, wells were really important back then, and it was a one a very serious crime to um, to block one, to block up someone's like to stop it or to block it, and so um, it was just you just didn't do that. And so Isaac he wanted to you know fight back, and he was able to do that back in those days. And then the birthright, right? This, so we know that Esau already gave up his birthright for a bowl of lentil soup. But um, it seems that Jacob needed the blessing in order for that to actually happen, for him to um, 
be given the birthright and the blessing. So to inherit what he was supposed to inherit as a firstborn, but Jacob was not the firstborn. He was the, he was second. So, um, it had already been known that this was going to happen because when Rebecca was pregnant, she knew about this, right? But it's not good how, how it ended up happening, right? He was tricked. Isaac was tricked in the end, but it's how it was supposed to happen. It's God's plan and God works through people and they are not perfect. And, uh, you will see that over and over again in the Bible. They are not perfect people. No, they are not, but it is God's plan for that to have happened. And um, I love in Matthew where they're sitting at the table and, you know, some of the teachers of the religious law, they're like, why, why do you eat with these type of people? Like, what are you doing? And I love what Jesus said. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. What a beautiful picture that we can clearly relate to and understand that, you know, he didn't come for the quote unquote healthy or those that think they're righteous. He came for the quote unquote sick um, who are sinners, who know they're sinners and who know they need help, that they need healing. They need a savior. So I just, I love that picture that, um, that Jesus, you know, explains it in such a way that we can we can imagine exactly what what went on. So, and then another important thing in Proverbs today, talking about your wealth, um, honor the Lord with your wealth, and He will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. This is definitely something that um, I would like to learn and understand more about. You know what God says about money. Um, and how we are supposed to to use that for his good and to trust in him and um, and that I just I that is one of the topics of the Bible that I'm not very familiar with so I'm hoping to learn more about that and what God says about it. Let's go ahead and pray. And dear Lord, thank you for this time together again that we get to. Uh, be in your presence, that we get to hear your word, read your word, and for it to transform our hearts and our lives. Father, we just thank you for your living word that we can refer to often, that we can meditate on, meaning we can say verses over and over again, uh, so that when our minds start to drift away or our focus starts to go elsewhere, we can always come back and and say your word and know your word in our hearts and where we can find peace and clarity once again and where we can get back on your path. We want to be on the path to you with Jesus and um, just doing what is right. So we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and for sending your son Jesus to die for all of us. You love us that much that you sent Jesus to save us. And we just thank you. We thank you for that. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for joining me and for remembering that I am absolutely not an expert in any of this. And so I just appreciate that you are here, that um, you are joining me in just learning about God and reading his word and letting his word impact your life. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.